Hello and welcome to the very special episode of the 8 Cast. This is Three Sweary Dads Plus One, <laughs> a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits. We're not going to tell you the plus one, but you'll, you'll work it out throughout the night. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me is my usual podcast host with Bitstorm, Ben Slinger. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we've got some very special guests of John Peck. Hey, all. And Mr. Dane Peavy. Hello, hello. So one of those two are the, are the secret mystery yeah, guests. You know, you know that Trevor and I, we swear. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we we decided to get together and have this very special episode of Three Sweary Dads Plus One um, because we've got a, a new dad in the group, Jono. Yay. Um, we've got a, a dad who's probably been around for quite a while of, in me, who's- I've got a seven-year-old. We've got um, Dane. How old's your, your child? Yeah, so my tribe is seven. Uh, it's my seven. daughter, four, nice. my son, uh, and uh, Bo, who's now five months. Far out oh. saying that. Yeah. It's just turned five months <laughs> yesterday, actually. Time flies. But yeah, five months. Wow. And then, of course, we've got Ben, who's got a, a yeah. gaggle of his own. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have a six-year-old, uh, six-year-old boy, Taz, and uh, twin four-year-olds, and uh, then we have a seven-month-old as well. So, as as everybody who passes us on the street says, we have our hands full. Yes, thank you. We do have our hands full. <laughs> it's not like you haven't heard that before. <laughs> Every time we go out. So, primarily, we're, we're here today to talk about what gaming is like as parents. Because I don't know about you guys, but I love my gaming. <laughs> and I try to get as much in as I can. Oh, yeah. But having kids makes it hard. Yes. Yeah. I'm yet to <laughs> actually yet to hit that point with, with Micah. Like he's th- uh, three months, three and a half months. He's 10 weeks. Is that mm-hmm. right? No. He's two and a half months. No. Two and a half months. He's two and a half months. And uh, just like before, like my wife goes to bed at like nine ish, nine thirty. He goes to bed mm-hmm. around the same time and then I get my free time. But yeah, it, 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 I guess. Wait, the- wait, 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 wait. Your kids go to bed? That's a thing? <laughs> <laughs> you mean they stay in the bed? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I've got, apparently I've got one of the good ones. I don't know exactly ones. how it works. But- <laughs> I will I will say we thought we did with our latest as well. Yeah. Until about oh. mm, uh, 11 weeks, I'll say. <laughs> mm. okay. Okay. So it might expire. It might run out. The it may change. Might, yeah. We'll see. For now, I've got one of the good ones and I get time I to play. I do recall- yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I do recall with it, with our first, th- those first few months where, yeah, like they'll just, they'll just sleep. And as long as you can kind of, cause we did a lot of, uh, baby wrapping. Um, mm-hmm. so when they're, when they're pretty young, you can, you can put a wrap around them, just strap them to your chest. They'll sleep and you've got your hands free. It's like, can still get as much gaming yeah. as you need to. That's the PlayStation best. controller fits in just perfectly underneath the baby wrap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. It's it's a nice bonding thing to ha- to do that, have them fall asleep on your chest. But yeah, yeah, I- I've realised that he sleeps better. Uh, well, it would, I wouldn't say he sleeps better when he's <laughs> not on me, but it's a bit easier, and it means that you know he wakes up, he wants something to eat, he can just be fed without me having to wake someone up myself. So yeah, mm. lately, mm. yeah, I haven't really had to do that, and that's been a, a change. Like the early, early, early days, yeah. It was a very much like I was looking after him between like eight o'clock and, and midnight. And when he woke up, I'd, you know, if he, if I couldn't get him to go back to sleep, 
I'd take him in and wake up Hannah. But yeah, it's shifted a bit more now. And I don't know how like, things change so quickly and things become normal so quickly as well that it just feels like this is how things are. And it's kind of more like on the, on the Saturday morning or the Saturday afternoon when you actually can do something because when they're hungry, I really can't do anything. But if they just need to be entertained, that's when you kind of have to put yourself second and and be a father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of putting yourself second, I found. Yeah. And that's not- Yeah, that's well, not- you know, fifth- in my yeah. <laughs> I was, that's, where, that's, that's where I was going to go. I'm trying to work out my kids and the dog and you know, I'm somewhere behind. Yeah. You come after the dog? Cool. That's rough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The kids, we always say that our, our dog is, is, is our first child. She's not first born, but she's the first child. And then it's uh, everyone else. Beautiful. Pecking order. <laughs> yeah, pecking order. 100%. So, how has your gaming experience been, Dane? My gaming experience? Um, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess mine, like, I think I can say from everyone and maybe John is coming into it as well. Uh, I think it just becomes, you know, we, we become sort of time poor, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. when, when becoming parents and, and time poor, I mean the allocation of time that we sort of put towards, you know, hobbies and video games, um, becomes less and less. And certainly for me, I, I did find that like I certainly moved into that casual gaming and now having three kids, I think the biggest time that I, I guess game by myself is either two times. One, it's either on the trains when I'm commuting back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. So the Nintendo Switch for me is my go-to, uh, which is great because I come full circle with that. I'm, I'm a big Nintendo boy. And then outside of that, it's it's nighttime. So it's basically, you know, everyone goes to bed, spend time you know, with my wife, and then once basically after that time, it's it's you know it's free for all. You know whether you whether you want to sleep or whether you want to you know game. <laughs> that does become the trade-off, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that's it. And it's interesting when you become parents too because it is the trade-off. Like, it's almost like, you know, you you do, you know, you've, you've got all your roles, got all your duties, you, you run through and, and it's like by the time everyone goes to sleep, assuming everyone stays asleep, it's it's like that 7.30, probably quarter to eight by the time everyone's down. And then by the time you watch a bit of TV, um, then it's it's ultimately like, well, there's the decision. What do you do? Mm, you know, do yep. you do some podcasting? Do you do some uh, gaming? Do you do something else? So, but I find that like even now, with the most probably outside of just, you know, on the train doing, doing the gaming. Um, my gaming is just during the day with the kids. So it's primarily on the weekends. And, um, it's something that I've like really grown to like love. I, I really enjoy watching the kids and, uh, interacting with them and have enjoying it together. I mean, there's like, you know, we, we play a lot of, um, uh, on the weekends, you know, we do the Mario Kart. We, you know, do the, it's, it's all Nintendo as well. You know, we do the Mario Kart, yep. we do the, you know, Mario parties, anything that we can all sort of jump in. My daughter's, you know, heavy into Minecraft. Um, my son's actually playing Spider-Man. He has this thing at the moment where he, he loves playing Spider-Man and it gives, gives rates to shits at the moment because he ultimately <laughs> just wants to play the very start of Spider-Man. So he loves watching that movie, um, going into it, he jumps out the window, you know, you do your, you know, or you do web slinging out to, to the boss. He's so good at it actually, like, it amazes me. He, he can actually get up to the, the end boss, um, Kingpin and then he just hands the control over to me. He goes, okay, you do it now. You do it now. And then once it's finished, he goes, cool. And then he goes over and resets the PlayStation and he goes again. So he doesn't want to do any more. And I found that all my save games are now gone because he ultimately deletes it and then he goes again. So, but yeah, I think it's from my perspective, it's just a matter of just, I guess, where the allocation of time comes. It's to. evolved. 
Yeah, it's evolved. Absolutely. You know, well, that's an interesting thing as well that- So, when Trevor and I were doing Two Sweary Dads, uh, which was our previous podcast about parenting and deadly pursuits, uh, that was when our kids were, were a fair bit younger um, with, I think, uh, Trevor, your son only being about four when we finished that, yeah, I guess. about four, yeah, so four, four and a half. we weren't really playing games with our kids at that point. Like, they weren't- they weren't really old enough, you know. My son was only three, and obviously my my girls were were only uh, one. But hmm. now, yeah, every, all of us apart from Jono, obviously, uh, can really play games with our kids now. So that's definitely been that's definitely been a shift, and that's been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested, Dane. Like, how do you deal with sort of the different ages of your kids and having different sort of needs for the different games? Do they game at different times? I mean, obviously, something like Mario Kart, you know, probably covers them all, but uh, yeah. Yeah, like- I, I think, like, so I guess, like, and every household is different, and this is where, like, this is why, like, I really, like, I'm really keen to jump into, you know, these type of conversations because, like, with our, cage, uh, with our kids at different ages and obviously different households and, you know, everyone does it differently. So, like, we're, I guess, as a household with three kids, we're very routine based, you know, like, you know, it, it helps us. It's, it's the way that, you know, we feel that the house works well for us. And in saying that, so like what we've done is like during the week, the kids, when they get home from school or kindy, they've got from four o'clock to five o'clock to play. So you'll find that, you know, Lincoln will pay, basically gravitate to the PlayStation. Um, he'll play Spider-Man, um, which is obviously one player. So then Leah, We'll jump on the, you know, the Nintendo Switch and she'll either yeah. be on Minecraft or she was really into the Untitled Goose game. That was a, that was a big <laughs> one for her. And she, <laughs> she absolutely destroyed that game. Like that was her game. And that was actually her first game that she completed unassisted. Like I bought that game. She was, she was ready for the trailer and she, yeah, she, she took it. Like she just absolutely killed that That's game. Awesome. That was, and we, Rach actually, um, captured the, when she, when she finished that game for the first time, um, and she was so proud of herself. And I'm, I'm so happy that she captured that because, you know, she even was showing me things, but, um, but yeah, so like, so yeah. And so I guess at this stage, they're both during the week, during that, that period there where I'm not there, they're just playing those, I guess those, you know, solo one player type games. And then on the weekend, I guess we try and just gravitate towards those games that we can all interact with. Um, fortunately enough that, you know, Mario Kart, you know, it seems to be that one that they sort of gravitate to. Yeah, it does cause, you know, tantrums, you know, the whole like, <laughs> come on, good games, put your hand out, come on, yeah, there you go. You know, I haven't had too many of the um the throwing of the, the controllers or anything mean, like meanwhile, that. Meanwhile, your kid's going, fucking blue shell. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've kept the, the, of the amount of, like, videos that I've captured of Lincoln, like, just when he plays, you know, like, I'll, and that's the great thing about, like, um, the great thing about like the Mario Kart on the, the Nintendo Switch is that it's perfect where you can set up all the settings where, mm. you know, they can't fall off the edge or, you, you know, you can set it up where they can't fall off the edge or they do the auto, uh, auto, um, accelerate and things like that. So, you know, as young as, you know, Lincoln is the edge of, uh, four, he can sort of play and navigate his way around. He's quite good. And, and then like, you know, Lee can, you can just change the settings so that they're, as they evolve and they get better, then like I switch off Leah, like with regards to that falling off the edge. So she'll know immediately like, Hey, or she'll get lazy. She wants, <laughs> to, you know, like she wants it to be on auto uh, accelerate, but um, you know, at the moment, I think it's, I think it's a just finding that balance and making sure, like, you know, we, you know, they're, they're not too heavily into it. We don't force, you know, definitely don't force it on them. As much as I'm into it, it's just more like, you know, it's there. They enjoy playing it. Um, I know Leah even plays some, um, uses that time with the iPad and jumps on those games. But um, yeah, I think. I think they like you know we enjoy it together, um, and I think it's just trying to find those games that you sort of you know whatever you can you know play together yeah. and enjoy together. 
What about you, yeah, Trav? I know that um, every every weekend my son wants to wants to play some sort of game, whether it be like recently it's been Lego Incredibles, but mm. in the past it's been Minecraft and that sort of stuff. But we've we've actually got like a a subscription. Well, we've bought the game on on the iPad, um, which means that. You know, you can either play on the iPad or any of the iDevices that we've got around here. Um, I've got it on Windows 10, so I've actually been able to play it in VR while he's in, <laughs> he's on the iPad. Oh, yeah. And it's been really good, like being able to interact and sort of mess up, mess around in his world and, and sort of <laughs> Is that like, something you can do and- <laughs> out of the box in Incredibles, Lego, whatever, Lego Incredibles? No, I said Minecraft. Oh, in Minecraft. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you said yes. Lego Incredibles. I'm like, geez, I didn't think they added VR yeah. to that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I said Lego Incredibles, and then previously it was Minecraft. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Continue. But, yeah, so the VR has been pretty awesome, being, in, being able to get in there and sort of mess around in his world and, like, delete things. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you find that, like, on his level of, like, a Minecraft, you know, like, is he better than you in Minecraft, do you find? <clears throat> um, he's certainly more creative than me. Yeah. Um, I went into his world at one stage just... While he was while he was playing, just to have a bit of a look, and he's got this huge like tower that is has literally got the um, three PJ masks masks on it. <laughs> oh wow! Like it's it's he's he's gone and just built all these different things, and it, like you go in there and there's um, all these rooms set up and ladders all all the way inside. And it's like wow, I'm really glad I set up creative mode for you. Um, it's just quite funny. When he doesn't expect me to be in there, and all of a sudden he's like, I hear from the other room or down in his room, Dad. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it, so good. It's one of my fav- my favorite sounds to hear. <laughs> Just and then then he'll say, Oh, come with me this way, and and so he'll stand beside me as I'm in VR, just sort of uh, saying, Come down, come down here, come down to this cave. Look what I found over here. And um, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's been a real fun interactivity. Mm. Uh, which back in back in our d- days as kids, you know, you just could never have that have with your your parents. No, you know, it was that's just right. Not quite the same. I did. I definitely mm. played Doom with my dad, but that was a bit old, bit older than than. We seven. used to we used to get dad to like beat Doctor Robotnik on Sonic the Hedgehog for us because ah. we could. Hey, <laughs> so, you, so you're one of those, Jono, like yeah. my son. He just oh, here's the boss. Here you go. You do it. Yeah. You do it. But that was a, that was a very small window <laughs> where it was him that was better than us. It's funny now, like. My, my dad bought me and my brother PS4s uh, for my brother's birthday. I got one because he got one. But uh, it was fun. Like we were away, we were away for a weekend together, and we were playing like Trials Fusion. And it was so funny to watch mum and dad try and play this new console and, and this game. And it just took me back to. Okay, now you got to tell me how old you are, Jono, because I don't actually know this. I'm, I'm 32, <laughs> but it was, it was 2015 that that happened. So. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, because I'm what turning forty this year, which is like I'm thinking that would have been many, many years ago that my parents actually bought me a game console. Yeah, well, that's why I was so special because like I had literally just been like I did searching on the internet for so long and looking on eBay to try and find like an affordable secondhand PS4, and then I bought one, yep. and then the same weekend that I had just bought it, my, my parents were like, "Here's a PS4," and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Because like, cause the previous, like, few months before that, my dad had said to me, like, what is, uh, you know, if you could have any one thing, like, material possession, what, what would it be? Have? And I was like, oh, a PS4. So, he just went out and bought one for my brother's birthday and bought one for me. 
And it was pretty special. Pretty awesome. And I'm, I'm looking That's forward awesome. to awesome. being able to do that kind of thing with Micah. Like, it's like, yeah, video game and especially consoles, like they're the things that you just never forget those moments. Like, I'm sure any of us can think like when we got our PlayStation 2 or when we got our 64 or NES or whatever uh, it was. Sega yeah, Mega Drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking uh, I bought my first NES for $28. <laughs> wow. Garage sale? Or? Uh, from Video Games Heaven. It was secondhand. Oh, it was after after everything had happened mm. and I bought it with no games. So, I went down to a local network video mm. where they had- um, Mario and Duck Hunt on the wall for four bucks. <laughs> so I bought, I bought that. Yeah, I do, I do <laughs> lament the fact that our kids will never have to go down to a video shop and rent a game. I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. It was I such wish they could experience special, that. Uh, I, wish, like some of my, I remember one of my fondest memories was that, and like it was back in the Super Nintendo days, and, and it was the first game that I ever completed unassisted, as from memory anyway, and it was Aladdin on the Super Nintendo. And I remember yeah. it was mm-hmm. just so mm. challenging at the time. And I remember it was one of those ones where it's like a video easy or blockbuster and it was like five o'clock where you know you gotta throw it in the um the little uh, wall you know you know the wall hole yeah, late returns anyway, or whatever, it was yep. just like I was so close I was at Jafar is it I was so close to beating this one and I got five minutes and then I was like I just remember just pleading to my mum and dad like can I just keep it overnight? I know you'll pay the six, seven bucks <laughs> but please just let me have it. And I ended up completing it that night so and I was I was chuffed. But yeah to know that the you know your kids will never have that experience of the rental, you know, they'll mm. literally just be you have your demos and you're online and you buy, but mm. I don't know, some things- Free some weekends. Things, <laughs> yeah. And even like something else that I was thinking about the other day as well is that like as a kid, just having, you know, the gratitude when you get games or you get big items, like one of the things that I'm cautious about, especially having an interest in video games and now being in a situation where I, I you know, have money to buy video games, mm. you know, when I want sort of thing. I, I'm mindful of that and I'm mindful of like, you know, back in the day it used to be, look, you got two times in the year that you're going to get something, you know, mm. your birthday and your Christmas, you know, and, and having the ability to, you know, like just being like more grateful and appreciative of, you know, having it and whether it had the longevity of a video game, you know, that you would hold. Like you literally just mm. pick, you'd spend your time tr- trying to find this one game that you would pick, you know, for your birthday yep. or whatnot, and then you'd grab it. And then, you know, the only other opportunity you got is months and months until Christmas or you're going to be renting or something. Or you save your but, own money or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. But just to know that like... I don't know. Just to just to know that, like, it's going to be different for your kids, you know. And you've, you've I guess you've yeah. got to you've got to put up the walls as to you know how often they're going to get it and so on and so forth. But um, but yeah, it's something hard. else. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question. Like talking about kind of that nostalgia of what we went through and being parents, gaming with your kids. Is there a sense where you want them to experience what you did, and you're trying to get them to play these games you grew up with, or is it completely? Oh yeah, like, I tried that. Is it futile? Is it just like, that's old and I don't care? (laughs) Um, I tried my son with the, uh, like the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. Mm -hmm. Um, and it worked okay, but he then gravitated back to the Switch or the 3DS that I've got beside my feet or like any of the multitude of other things that we've, we've got around the house because the graphics just weren't, weren't quite as good. The music was good, but Mm. that's about it. Mm. (laughs) Like, yeah. Because it makes me think, like, I've got, like, a PS3 still here, and I'm I've always thinking, like, oh, like, that can be my kid's console, and they can just play mm. everything on there yep. and not, like, break my daddy's grown-up console, <laughs> you know. You but, say that. 
uh, yeah, who yeah, knows I, really from happens. my from my perspective, I have put Taz, our oldest, on uh, on some of the like Super NES emulated stuff and tried him on the old Mario Kart and that sort of thing. Um, he was he was a little bit young at the time; it was probably a couple of years ago, so he didn't he didn't seem to mind the graphics particularly, but he wasn't quite old enough for some of the the gameplay. Um, yeah, interestingly, in our house, like we don't the kids don't do a lot of gaming and. Mostly that's sort of because of we just don't have a good setup for it. You know, we've got an Xbox One and a PlayStation 4, but they're both hooked up to the same TV and it's also just the main TV watching TV. So hmm. if, you know, if one person wants to be playing a game, if they've got screen time, the other the others want to be watching TV, right? So there's always hmm. battles there. Hmm. And then the only other gaming device really we have is my PC, which I will we will sometimes have, you know, Taz in here playing one of the Lego games or uh, he he messed around with um, the Jurassic, the recent Jurassic World, like base building kind of game, mm. which he had a bit of fun with. Uh, but it is it is tricky to to set it up in a way. You know, I think we do need to invest in a, in a switch sometime soon, because not only does that have uh, some good kid friendly, you know, four player games on it, but also obviously it's a. It's a device on its own that you can that I can put the kids on too. Um, yeah, but yeah, just we, we- don't let them drop the controller because <laughs> uh, one time James actually dropped um, dropped the controller while it was in while it was in the little caddy and broke one of the thumbsticks. Like oh, it, it actually, okay. so rather than rather than fixing it straight away, I went and bought another set of uh, Joy Cons. But then I found out that you could actually buy just the thumbstick itself. So I went and. And replace the thumbstick. So now I've got four Joy Cons <laughs> at least. But yeah, it was kind which of would a bit be the minimum for, for us. See, that was that. This is the this is the cost prohibitiveness of it as well. Like I've looked at how much it would cost to buy a Switch and the few games that we'd want and the extra Joy Cons so we can play. You know, four people at once. It's like uh, I don't think we can swing that right now. <laughs> yeah, and we had to do the same thing. We had to buy the four purely for the fact that like your Mario parties and that need yeah. the, the Joy Cons. Mm. So there's going to be games there where you know you're going to need it. So, um, yeah, yeah. And like, um, I found the, the switch to be fantastic in our household. You know, it's, it's some, but, and having said that too, it, it it's good for, like, as I said, I, I grew up in Nintendo. So, and I, and I went through the Xbox and the, and the PlayStation, they come full circle now. And the Nintendo just seems to, in my opinion, just have that family friendly, uh, yeah. arena of games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's got the nostalgia for myself and, and I definitely get it. Like it's that, that whole, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog movie type bit, you know, like when I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, movie with the kids, like it was purely look around and it was just like, there's dad taking his kids, you know, or there's mum taking their kids <laughs> and getting that nostalgia themselves and, and throwing the kids in there as well. And they're loving it. And I think Nintendo has that. Um, I think Nintendo has that yeah. and they know that, you know, Nintendo mm. is built around nostalgia. Um, yeah. and the fact that you can, you know, show your kids and hopefully they'll play a bit of Mario. Or Pokemon and, and, you know, they'll enjoy it. And I'm just fortunate that the kids do. And I think even Leah, the first sort of like game I can remember her, her putting her on ever or just putting a controller in her hand and seeing what she would do with it was um, uh, Mario 64. Purely for the fact mm. that very similar to Link, how he is now with Spider-Man just web-slinging around the, like, he would literally just web-sling everywhere if he could, but that first area, like, he <laughs> keeps going, you're going out of bounds, you've got to go to, you know, you've got to go this way. <laughs> but Leah, um, Leah, like, just loved, you know, just walking around, you know, with Mario, just out the front of the castle. And she would like laugh at, you know, how he falls down and, and just getting those motor skills to, mm. to look around with the camera and, and, you know, just to Absolutely. walk around and things like that. Mm, and that, yeah. I thought that was really cool. And you could see her develop. 
you know, over time, like, you know, she wouldn't be on it all the time, but like, you know, when you do pull it out and she play it, you could see over time she's getting better and better. And then fast forward to where we are now and she's on Minecraft, you know, building these amazing things and she's using redstone and all these all these other things i'm thinking far oh, that's cool. beyond me do you know what i mean <laughs> and like how, and also how they take an interest like leah leah gets into something like minecraft and then she'll jump on to use her screen time to go onto youtube kids for kids uh that's another story youtube versus youtube kids we can all dive into that <laughs> later on um but um but yeah she jumps on and she does you know how to's and you know the whole videos on, on doing these things and she applies that so the fact that she then takes her own interest and time to you know invest into doing that i think that's really cool and and just to see that is just to like see the snippets as to how far she's come and I mean, that's a big part of kids too. Like, it's just watching them evolve, you know, across yeah, all facets. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah, the gaming side's amazing. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, watching my nephew play platformers like Shovel Knight and stuff and figuring out Rocket League. And it, it's interesting watching their brains develop in, in that sense and the, the skills. And I think back to, like, when I was a kid and, like, I was play, trying to play, like, all these platformers on the Sega, on the Mega Drive, and then, like, playing, like, adventure games, LucasArts games, Monkey Island and Indiana Jones and Theme Park and just like these games where, you know, it, it, it takes different creative skills and motor skills and, and problem solving to figure this stuff out. But I don't rem- mm. know that my parents would have been looking at me going, oh, he's like learning, he's figuring things out. They just thought that I was killing time probably. But I think that yeah. with Micah, I'll be watching him and watching him and, and seeing him and looking for development in that sense. Yeah. I know I know my parents were definitely impressed with how young I was the first time I beat Leisure Suit Larry. That was the whole you had to type in the commands for that as well. Man- yeah, yeah. Managed to brute force my way through the questions at the beginning to prove I was eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I struggled with that part. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's true. It, but you just restarted and try again. And I, I, I never struggled with that because I knew the cheat keys of Control Alt X, and you know you basically just could put whatever nudity, nudity level that you wanted to. So inter- um, interesting fact about if we're going into like nostalgia, like how did you learn that, Trevor? How did I learn that? Um, I think that these was days actually obvious, in the but- Green Guide. Because we're going back. <laughs> the Green like, Guide. No, the that's, 80s that's or 90s. Yes, me. yes so, the Green Guide. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the sort of stuff that was in the Green Guide. I know that um, that's how I learned how to actually finish um, Return to Zork when that finally came out. Because mm-hmm. that was, it was a horribly designed adventure game. With Ben and I have talked about this before. But basically, there's something that you do at the start that can co- totally ruin the game for you. Except if you manage to dig up this plant at the very start. Um, and it was when I finally figured that out, th- thanks to the green guide, that I could actually finish that game. <laughs> wow. Far out. I, I do remember the green, green guide had their little, I think it was on Thursday. Oh, well, no, Thursdays with the, was when the green guide came out, but it was like once yep. a month they had their games, uh, yeah. like pull out section or something for a while. At- I, th- I think it was actually every, every week they had like the, the hip, oh, the t- they had- hips, hints and tips. Man, games were tough back then. <laughs> Especially adventure games. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. Well, Sierra and, and, and Just Quest. without the internet, right? Yeah. You, you couldn't just go and, and look up the walkthrough or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. There was none of that. Like, um, I, I was I was looking at uh, how my son was playing Mario, uh, Mario Odyssey a little while ago. And 
I'd already finished the game. He was just using my save game, just running around, um, using all my coins to buy new outfits and, <laughs> and then, you know, he'd get bored of an area and he'd just go to the next, uh, go to a different area and just run around. And his favorite area would always be going back to the moon. And I'm like, back in our day, like most games, you had to start from the start every single time. Mm. And how yeah. lucky it is that, you know, even something as simple as saving, um, and it just being able to pick up and run with where you left it off. It is like true. I so, do remember having so to different. write out like 32 character um, save game codes on mm. like early <laughs> consoles. Yeah. And and just it's almost like, well, Mario, the original Mario was literally like, I went through 1-1 one, one so many more times than any other level because <laughs> like no matter where I died, I always had to come back and play that stupid yes. level. And being a Sega kid- the uh, whatever Greenfield Zone or whatever the mm. first one is oh, Green yeah. Hill, yeah, Sonic yeah, Two, Green Hill, because yeah. I, I had or my Mega Alex Drive Kid in Miracle World, which would have been your free game. <laughs> uh, Alex not Kid, Mega yeah. Drive. No, that was on the Master, oh, Master, Master System. System. Yeah. Master I thought you said Master System before. No, no, I didn't have a Master System. I played that. I had a Mega Drive. I had Sonic Two, and I had Bubsy the Bobcat, and that was yeah. I had that too. Bubsy was awesome. I respect you, Bubsy. Yeah. Bubsy was good. But I remember when you had the um, the Sega Master System, and I think the Alex the Kid Miracle World came with it built in. Yeah. I remember back yeah. in the day when you used to have, like, manuals, and you used to have the notes in the back, the notes section, oh, God, yeah. and you'd be yeah. writing, like, yeah, rock, scissors, paper, like, all the, <laughs> like, how you would do it back in the day of manuals. Manuals were great. Oh, yeah. Walking home from the video shop, you know, nearly getting run over because my face is buried in the manual of the mm. Mega Drive game I just hired. 100%. Mm. Yeah, and then when you hire a game and you realize in the back someone's written all the codes, like Mortal Kombat's got all the fatalities <laughs> yes, and that yes. in the back. <laughs> um, Jackpot. I mean, when I, when I was a kid, any console that I had except for the Atari 2600 was something that I bought myself. Or I was given a, um original Nintendo Game Boy, but that's about it. Every other console was uh, purchased by myself. Wow. Um, and you must have been hustling, man. My, my, well, my, my parents were- um, you know, we were very on the on the lower middle middle class sort of stuff. We were just getting by. There were some weeks where it was a choice between go and hire a movie or have dinner for my parents. So it was <laughs> it was really kind of kind of hard. But they never let us know that that was the case. Um, so I've all, I've actually you know gone and said thank you to my parents for for keeping it not only keeping us alive but keeping <laughs> us entertained for yeah. all those years with. All those, all those struggles that they actually had. But then I was thinking, well, actually, they also did go out and buy a PC. So a lot of my early gaming was just PC based. Hmm. Um, so we had an early XT with a CGA monitor, those wonderful four color graphics that were just absolutely terrible. But I played through. But you didn't know that the- at the time. Yeah, you I didn't, didn't know that's that right. at the time. Frogger was I went the through greatest looking thing ever. All the Sierra games that I could <laughs> at the time, you know, yep. Police Quest, Police Quest 2, which were some of my favorite games, but then also Space Quest, Space Quest 2, Space Quest 3. The second that it got to, you know, the VGA sort of stuff, it's sort of like, okay, well, we need to get a new PC and then I could start playing those ones. And Oh, yeah. But this was back in the day where your big, like, graphical upgrade was buying an entirely new monitor. Yeah. Because your and, old and one literally PC didn't have the colors. Well, yeah, often you need a new PC to go with it. But, uh, yeah. I, I think I the earliest one I remember having was the Commodore 64. And I remember, I, like- the, one of the earliest memories I can have of the Commodore 64 with a floppy disk um, was that, like, Dad went to work one day and I remember saying to him, like, can I play this? Can I play it? Can I play it? And he said, if you can hook it up, 
you can play it. <laughs> multiple like devices, like and so like all and all the chords and all the rest of it. So like you know, as a very young young kid, if you could work it out, you're a bit of an engineer. So like I remember one day I actually did work it out and I had it on and I remember I, I booted up. I think it was like Ninja Turtles, which I to this day I still believe that is the hardest game. Oh, hundred percent. If that's the same one that was on PC, which I think it might be, then yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I can tell you now, Ben. Um, there was a there was a something on YouTube the other day that actually said um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the PC is impossible to finish. <laughs> it is because ridiculous. Marvel I, 3, that's one of the very first games I spent f- my own money on. I you remember going actually to jump this stupid gap in, yeah. in level three, right. and then apparently you can just walk over it. Oh, that's like, the, I think, I think that was like one, right? future yeah. years later, yeah. In, oh, maybe. In, in Have NES, mercy. on the NES and on like every other system, you could actually finish it. Yeah. But mm. what they actually had is they had a different jump code for the um for the PC version. So, you actually jumped too high and they actually yeah, set like- the platform back just a little bit too far. Um, someone actually showed that if you if you could work out the code to to move it forward, there's another impossible jump later on. Like if you could pass that first jump, you couldn't pass the second jump whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> so I, was- I have a very vivid memory of going to Kmart and dropping a pile of like one and two cent pieces. Oh yeah, presumably amongst other like larger denominations as well, but just this big pile of change to buy that game <laughs> myself, and then yeah, like getting nowhere in it. <laughs> Basically, there's a there's a funny video that's out there. I think it's um uh, John. I will know this. The is it the angry video? Yeah, you yeah, heard? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does one, and it's just like he just tears it apart. Like <laughs> how can how can this be marketed to kids? Like have mercy, this thing, and they he just points out all the things that just make it ridiculous. I don't. But even it, think it, it didn't seem odd to me. I don't even remember being that frustrated with it. It was just like, oh, I guess it's hard. Yeah. But again, like you said, you have the one game, or you know, the the one that's or two right. games that you play all year. You have to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's partly why they made well. The, the good developers, that's partly why they made games hard, is because they wanted replayability, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's Mega Man or, you know, one of the Castlevania games or Ninja Garden or something. I, I look back in at, you know, the Ninja Garden games or the, or the Mega Man games and I think, yeah, Mega Man was so hard that I never actually finished a first <laughs> level. <laughs> like, I never got to the boss in any of the Mega, ba- Mega Man games that I tried, and I haven't it's tried not one that for hard. years. You should try it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it was like that—that that was like the epitome of of um, yeah. hard games. Whereas, you know, the only things in Sonic that I found hard were those stupid water levels where you had to find the bubbles. Yeah, mm. yeah. But so again, stressful. they only did that so that you you'd actually, you know, have some stress in in oh, the game. They to, did that well, to and again, like, like you said, you have to. You'd start from the start of Sonic every time. And, like, I finished Sonic 2 countless times, again, because it was one of the two games I actually owned. I, li- <laughs> I literally never bought another Mega Drive game. I only hired games because I couldn't afford them. And my parents yeah. wouldn't mm. buy them for me. Uh, so, yeah, I, counted, I finished Sonic 2 so many times. But, um, yeah, you, had to, you just had to start from the beginning. And yeah. it was fine. That was just in, summary, in summary, our kids are going to have it easy. <laughs> yeah, we should oh, yeah. Probably, we should get back to what we were doing with our kids as opposed to just what we did as well, kids. Well, it, it's it's all part of the parenting process, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. it's analysing what, what happened at, when we were kids and what actually is happening now. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing that our kids are never going to be able to experience unless they really, really go retro is a LAN party. Like, yeah. It's true. 
that, I, that I was a huge part of my teenage with like token ring networks, which were absolutely <laughs> horrible. <laughs> you spend half the night just trying to get it to fucking work. And mm. that was part of, that was part of the learning experience, right? Actually yeah. setting up the network. You know, you're learning yeah. a hell of a lot having to because you you want to play StarCraft or whatever uh, of your. I remember going over to your place to have a um to have a LAN party, and we we were trying for like four or five hours to get Sin to work. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, take like it. A, you can take it a step yeah. further and say not just LAN parties, but couch co-op or couch versus mode in general is a much harder thing to find. I think like there's obviously still a lot of games that utilize that. Yeah, a lot in the indie the, space. The Nintendo especially. games. Yeah. A lot of the, the indies that we get to see at PAX every year, but yeah, like the majority of AAA experiences are either single player or they're online. Multiplayer. Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it's true. Like they, they, they haven't managed for whatever reason, I guess just the, the pure power that's needed to, to push a screen full of, of polys and normal maps and whatever these days, um, this, the split screen, particularly in anything that's sort of a, a first person shooter or a high def, you know, third person game or whatever is just kind of like the away. old Halo. Well, that's yeah, it. There's the not going to be the old the Halo or the GoldenEye experience anymore because you just, you're not getting four player split screen. Despite the fact that our TVs are actually now big enough to make it yeah. relatively comfortable to play. Yeah. And, and despite the fact that, you know, console manufacturers have specifically been putting in support for up to, up to, you know, even eight controllers in some cases. Yeah. Like, mm. no one's actually gone back and gone, oh, you know what? We can actually do what Halo tried to do many years ago and, and get this actually working with four player. Or even eight players <laughs> split screen. Well, I think eight players split screen might be coming a bit far just from your screen. When uh, they get when estate. they get to eight eight K eight K displays, mm. whole walls full of displays. We used to play <laughs> we used to play like five I think it was five players on one screen with like WWE Smack or WWF SmackDown back in the mm. day. And that was so much fun. Like me and my cousins playing False Count Anywhere, hardcore matches and just the chaos of having so many people on screen at once. And it would be similar with Smash Bros, I guess. Yeah, Smash Bros. That's awesome. instance yeah. where that could still happen, right? Well, I think from your couch co-op and couch competitive, I think we're actually in a, in a bit of a golden age when it comes to the sort of arena brawlers or things like Towerfall or uh, like the um, a couple of the, the Power Hoof games like Crawl, like a lot of the indie stuff. There's actually a lot of stuff out there for, for four players all sitting around on a couch. Uh, it's just not in that sort of uh, the f- the first person, you know, the triple the A stuff isn't there anymore, I guess, because they're, yeah, they're really trying to push the graphical fidelity and they just can't do the split screen anymore. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of sort of, you know, fixed camera platformer type, type games where you've got multiple uh, people on the screen. And, um, you know, yeah. we, we, Trevor and I get together with some friends- Every well, it's turning into every couple of years now. But uh, to, to have a whole weekend full where we just drink and play video games and and whatever, and and that's where we dig into those sorts of games. And I love those; they're the best nights. Oh, it's so they good. are so much fun. Like we 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 used to like I'm and I'm the similar boat. Like 
catching up with, especially his parents, you know, catching up with your friends. Uh, like we're all, it's just part of life. We all get so busy and we've got to make the time. But when you do, you catch up with mates and, you know, you have a few drinks and you pull out like the consoles and like we, we do it for, we had a mate that, you know, bought this 80 inch. And we thought this would be great. Let's stick out Mario Kart, like four big screens would be awesome. Looked horrendous. Looked just big, <laughs> massive blocks and things. Yeah. But to, but to pull out all those, you know, to pull out all those games, like your, your Mario Karts, you, you know, your Mario parties, like there's, a, there's nostalgia, but two, it's just awesome. It's just chaos. Just throw it up on the screen, Smash Bros. Yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just have a laugh at each other. It's Yeah, it's awesome. See, really we literally good. do, like when we do it now, it's three nights. <laughs> We we've got a friend who's got it's a we've got a friend who's got an, who doesn't have kids who's got an awesome place with a hot tub and a big TV and wow. we hook it up to Steam and we just like load it up with all these couch like couch co-op games a, a couple of years ago Broforce was a huge hit yeah. um, yep. Crawl is pretty good we did regular human basketball was amazing uh, yeah there's there's so many and we just we literally spend an entire weekend it's been I think two years now since we've actually managed to pull that together but. Uh, yeah, but that Steam that's Link has been one of the best things because now we don't even need to bring the PC down. Yeah. Like he just hooks it up over the network and just um, hook the controllers directly into the Steam Link and you, and you're away. It's um it's amazing. Mm. Um, two things that I also just remembered as well. One, like, and I'm probably late to the party here, headphones. So I never, I never got into actually owning a pair of gaming headphones until Leah was born. Mm-hmm. So like seven years ago. And I purely bought it for the fact that, well, there goes any time that like, you know, you can just have the console on at night. So I literally just had the headphones going. And now even like these days, if I am playing at nighttime and I'm on the PlayStation, which like most of the time I'm on the Nintendo Switch because literally I can just drop it or I can be anywhere with it sort of yep. thing. Um, but the, even with the PlayStation, I usually just got one ear cuff open just in yeah. case I can hear mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But just the fact that, like, you know, back in the day, it used to be just, yeah, just go for it, you know, all, all blazing sort of thing. Now I'm just like, it's always like just so super sensitive. But I only, the first time I ever owned a pair of headphones was, yeah, when, when I became a parent <laughs> for the first time. I've, I've got to say, the best console decision ever made was having the head port, headphone port in the wireless controllers. So yeah, like that, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I found that out, I'm like, oh my God, now I can actually play on the big screen TV and no one can, <laughs> you know, complain when I'm playing at three o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Just plug it in and all of a sudden it's like all the audio is coming through there. But the first one that I actually found that out on was the Wii U. Um, mm. cause I bought one of those just for Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, and because I could afford, you know, a $150, um, old console compared to a, you know, $450 switch. So I ended up getting, getting one of those and plugging in the, um, the headphones directly into that. And it was just amazing to not have to have like the, the TV sound on or anything like that. So. Yeah, when I, I think that's when I went to bed at four o'clock in the morning. My wife said, "Oh, where have you been?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's the big thing about parenting is that you know it, you adapt. You know, you still do the things that you want to do and, and things that you love. It's just that you adapt with the time that you have and the way that you do it. Yep. Yep. And the sleep that you decide you were going to uh, <laughs> forego. <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but get sleep. Well, as we, as we tell our children, as we tell our children, like as we tell, that, that was a choice you made. Sleep, we should learn from what we say. Yes. Yeah, you know, you make choices, you deal with the consequences. Like, yeah, oh, that was dear. a choice I made, and I will accept that. <laughs> Recently, my son has decided that um, when we put him to bed, it's not quite bedtime yet. So 
he gets back up and starts playing with Lego and things that we can't hear. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that because this is something that we're actually experiencing right now. Never experienced it with Leah, so it's a very, like, even three kids in, where yep. it's very new to us. But, like, the uh, I think it was last week. So, last week, um, it was early in the morning. I think it was about 5 o'clock and I walked past Lincoln's bedroom and I noticed that there was, like, a, a, a noise coming from it. So, anyway, there he is. He's up in his bed upright and he's got the switch. So, A, where'd you get the switch from? <laughs> Um, it's come out and like, and obviously, how long you've been on it? So check the power; it's down halfway. So fire, oh, you've been God. on that for a little while. So then it's it's us going right. No worries. Okay, so up goes the switch before we go to bed. No worries. And then uh, at the end of last week. We noticed like one morning I woke up and there he's on the PlayStation. So once again, how long have you been up for? And like you can tell by the game, all right, so okay, so you've probably been up for about maybe 20, half an hour. It's not good. So all of a sudden there's the controllers, up to go the controllers. And even this morning, like this, what do I do? Strap him to the bed. This is like he woke up this morning and he's watching cars. So clearly I can tell, okay, right, you've been watching this for 15 minutes. So like it's ultimately now like you know, what do I do? Do I turn off the power cord? You know, do I turn off the power? <laughs> you know, like, just turn off the mains just, for the that's night. The thing, yep. They just keep evolving, you know, and like you yep. can't, you can never be like as much as you oh. want to sit there and be comfortable, mate, you just yeah. got you to keep on to it, eh? So. Uh, I was going to say this, that, you know, like I said, we, our kids haven't managed to do a lot of gaming in our, in our house. So they don't automatically go for that. Um, and, and listening, listening to the experience of you guys, I kind of am, am regretting it a bit. I'm like, Oh, like my kids don't get to play many games. That kind of sucks. <laughs> um, because yeah, I don't think they'd even know how to get into a game on the PlayStation. Uh, and, I think, yeah, it, I don't know. I don't like, I feel like, I feel, I'm sorry to interrupt. I feel no, like no, go. our, like, I think w- when I look at it, like uh, it's, it's hard to like, cause I, I don't. Like, I certainly don't look at anyone else or that's, the, and that's a big thing, like, that I've, like, I've taken on as a parent as well is that I never want to compare my parenting to anyone else's yeah. parenting or anything like that. Oh, you definitely do what not. You do, you know, you based on, you know, your kid and, you know, you obviously have got the best interest for you and your family. But it's, I feel like it's not so much how much they're gaming because really they don't game that much. Like, they, they, you know, and every, like, and during the screen times during the week, sometimes they don't even do that. Sometimes, you know, we're just drawing or sometimes we're, you know, on the trampoline. And I, that's the big important thing for me as well. Like, as much as I enjoy gaming and I never put it on to them, it's, you know, just in the household, is that I really try and encourage that, you know, right, guys, off, we're getting off, we're going to the park, we're jumping yeah. on the tramp, we're in the pool, I'm throwing you in the pool. You know, I just want to... um it's always on the forefront of my mind, you know, that you've got to have that balance. And I just think, like, for me, as the kids get older, even Link at four, like, I don't know what it is, but they're just, they're clever. And, and as much so, as you want to think they're there or you think they're at that <laughs> level, mate, they, they're, oh, they're not. They're at I that have no level, doubt. just they're not yeah, showing yeah. it yet. Oh, I have no <laughs> doubt that our kids, that my kids could figure it out. Uh, and look, it's, it's interesting because they really, they love gaming, um, they love the idea of games particularly. And, and look, I was going to bring this up, but, you know, for the past, um, few years, I've been taking him to PAX, which they like, they look forward to it all year. I think Taz has been three or four times now and the girls have been twice and like they have a ball and they love walking around and trying the different games. And, but yeah, well, I guess when we're at home, like they just, they don't, they don't really ask about it much and they're really big TV fiends. And we try to limit their mm. TV time as well because, you know, well, while there is good stuff they get from it, it's, it's fairly passive and they become little zombies who sit there. <laughs> uh, and, and we, we got rid of after school TV time a year or so ago, which was 
a huge improvement to our day-to-day life because getting them off the TV at that time of night is, is horrible. But having said that, like, they don't really see me game either because I do only game after they go to sleep. Uh, the most they see is, you know, they'll, as kids tend to do, walk in on me in the toilet and I'll have a, you know, match three game going or whatever. <laughs> John, like, just what a, just a heads up, mate. You, you've probably never, you never locked the toilet door. You will start locking the toilet door. I never used <laughs> yeah. to lock the door until I had kids. Now they'll, they'll lock, find you. Yeah. And uh, if, if you lock the door, they'll put little notes underneath, you know, yeah. come out. Or mum yeah. will say, where's dad? Go get dad. <laughs> so come find you. <laughs> Where's dad? He's been gone for 45 minutes. That's it. <laughs> Just trying to get some alone time. Yeah, that's it. That is your, that is the central place. Oh. Um, one of my favorite things on the weekend when I, when I have the podcast edit is I'll, I'll split up some, some podcast editing time with some gaming time as well. I'll have like, um, edit one, two games of, of Bitstorm. And then play for 15 minutes and then one or two games of Bitstorm and then play for 15 minutes. And sometimes it stretches out a little bit further, but it's sort of like, <laughs> that's, that's like my time every that's two your weeks time. that I get. Yeah. My time. <laughs> um, but it was really funny. I was playing the other day and my wife comes in because my son had come in and started watching me playing this game satisfactory and was like, Oh, what's that? What's that? And just started asking all these questions. So my Wait, wife. Wait, is that your son or your video. wife? Oh, no. okay. <laughs> so my wife took a video of of my son asking me all these questions about you know what my base was and and where um, where some other other parts of the base were were. So he he asked me to follow um, different belts and all that sort of stuff all the all the way around this game, and it was just a really good experience of of him wanting to wanting to learn more about this world. Uh, so cool. seeing that that whole um, inquisitive nature. Yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Jono, you haven't really gotten to say too much in this. So, have you uh, thought of anything that we've sort of talked about, and anything that we that you'd maybe do different with Micah? Um, different in what sense? Different in like, I mean, we've all made made some mistakes as as we go, <laughs> but hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I don't know. I know that my wife will be cautious of him having too much screen time because she yep. grew up on a farm and I think her first console was like the Wii and then even then they probably only played it for a few months and that was it. So, I'm. she knows that <laughs> she knows how I am um, and that gaming is <laughs> going to be a big part of like bonding with Micah. So, hmm. I think that's important but I think balance is that key and whether it's TV movies like already his gaze is shifting to the tv when we're watching it and it's like no like we've read articles we know it's like not the best thing for him to Mm -hmm. get too like addicted to staring at a screen when he's only 10 weeks old um yeah and if you spend too much time doing that and not actually interacting with him then like can impact on development so it's like just and, and it's funny even at this age like if you like block like, if he's kind of grizzling, maybe he's, like, starting to cry and then he sees the TV, it, like, shuts him up. So, I can see how parents get that temptation to just, like, stick oh, a yeah. kid in front of the TV and be like, here you go. There's the babysitter. But, mm. uh, yeah, it, it's, um, I guess it's about balance and it's pretty obvious from what you guys have said about experiencing that yourselves and making sure that the gaming experiences they have are, are positive. And I guess when I come to an age where they're wanting to play games by themselves just making sure it's you know appropriate they're not playing 
the G- right game gta like five or whatever <laughs> like I don't know. Oh, well yeah it does become hard because so many in so many games the primary verb is shoot or Kill. hit or yeah. attack mm. right yeah uh yeah. you know and that's where i mean that's where something like goose game or uh yeah. minecraft or you know even though obviously minecraft has combat in it but um yeah, not like in creative it, mode. <laughs> well, there you go. And look, it, there are a lot of good games. Well, it's out not, there, that's it, not a main thing in there. But anyway. it's definitely hard to keep them away from from those that aren't combative in some way. And you yeah, know, even Taz, Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, every, look, Taz plays even the Lego games, right? Like you're you're fighting off enemies, and you you know, yes, they explode into bricks, but it's still <laughs> an a, there's an attack, there's a bad guy, there's a good guy. Uh, it it is really hard to find the mm. right sort of games and and I think you do look you find you you obviously find yourself giving in to a certain degree because they want to play you know even Spider-Man or I mean one of the big ones in our house uh was Disney Infinity um which we kind of got into late because our kids weren't really old enough when it first started um but like they love, you know, they, they like you were sort of talking about earlier, like getting the mo- the motor control to use the camera and move around. Like it was really mm. fun seeing them do that, and they love obviously switching out the different characters and 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 playing around. But in that as well, like they throw in enemies that start attacking you, and you sort of have to get into the combat side of things, yeah. um, which is which I found was a bit of a shame in those games because I don't know, it'd be a bit creative, come up with some different <laughs> different mechanics for kids. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of the sports games, and I grew up playing tons of sports games, and mm. then you've got, I guess, like things like Rocket League, where you know the cars might explode, but it's not a violent game. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. A, I think even from a, like a developer's perspective, it would be really difficult to create something that's engaging without having the risk that comes with combat. And there's definitely yeah. a challenge to it for sure. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I mean, why something I like that- Overcooked is really. Yeah, uh, and I haven't played that with my kids, but those sorts of games where there's, you know, there's a challenge that's it, it comes from the time and it comes mm. from. Uh, the time limit I'm in and it comes from, yeah, just the sort of stress of, of, of trying to get something done without being, uh, violent in any way. I think that's why the Untitled Goose game was just this perfect sweet spot, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the fact that, like, it was engaging, it was simple, but it, it, it made you think. And it was those things like, like made me think, made my daughter think, you know, how do I do this? How is the best way to do this? You know, there's a range of ways I can do this. Mm. And it just seemed to like, if I put a platformer like what that I played as a young kid in front of my kids, and I have because I went and saw the Sonic movie and then, got home <laughs> and then yeah, like many parents went and downloaded the Sonic Mania. And, you know, Link and Leah played that for about five minutes and said, way too hard, see ya. Mm-hmm. But, like, the the Untitled Goose game just seemed to be the sweet spot. And it's trying to find those games like it. And it is it is a hard balancing act. Um, and I guess that's why those games, when they do come up, shine really well. But I think it is it is also, like, part of the parenting side of things is, is just having conversations and, and being yeah. aware yeah. of, you know, what your kids are playing, what they're watching. Cause, and you're, you never switch off. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, one video turns into another video depending on what they're watching and so on and so forth. Like, I mean, Bluey, for an example. Like, so Bluey, probably most of us know. Jono, you know what it is <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. 
ABC TV show, very popular at the moment. New series comes out tomorrow as the time recording because my kids have not stopped talking about it. But even even as simple as that, as simple as Bluey, that many many kids watch. I was at the shopping. I was at the shops this weekend. We were waiting in line, as many people doing at the moment with you know Woolies and Coles and all the rest of it. Anyway, so we were waiting in line, and you know this lady uh, in front of us was taking her time. She's a little bit older, and she was taking her time putting stuff on the on the um, conveyor belt and so on. And my son starts saying, you know, from quoting from Bluey, hurry up, you old chook. And here's me as a parent going, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my. You know, your kids recite things that they hear. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It's as innocent as it is. And you've got to have the conversation after, mate, you can't say that. Oh, but it's from Bluey, Dad. I know it is, mate, but you can't. And they always, the kids always seem to pick the, like, either the perfect context or the, the absolutely wrong context. If it makes you feel better, and, and considering, you know, our show was Two Sorry Dads and this is Three Sorry Dads Plus One. Uh, but surprisingly, we, we haven't actually sworn much. No, we haven't. We haven't. Episode. My Shit. wife and I. <laughs> my wife and I don't really hold back from swearing in our house. Like we're not we're not huge swearers, but we don't kind of make it a taboo. And that was that was mostly intentional, you know, from reading we'd done and and different things. Of, you know, if if they realise it's this taboo word that's going to make people you know be shocked, then mm. they'll start saying it. And for the most part, that has played out. Like we'll. You know, we'll be having a conversation about our fucking useless government, uh, or something. And, uh, you know, our kids won't blink an eye and they, and they don't tend to repeat it. And we certainly haven't had any, you know, reports from school or anything. Um, but uh, two, two incidents come to mind this week in particular. Uh, my son was yelling fuck a doodle from our, uh, from our porch. <laughs> Into the neighborhood <laughs> yesterday morning. Oh. And, al- and also, given the fact that uh, this is sort of semi uh, related to the swearing, but the fact that Erica and I, my wife Erica and I, are not particularly quiet about our uh, criticisms of the current government, that has now become the common villain in our kids' games. And so our twins were riding their bikes. Yesterday, yelling, the government is coming. Get away. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they, they pick things up, even, even, uh, you know, that's great. You try, try different. Oh, mate, they, they absorb everything. And I find that the more attention that you give on a particular thing, the more they absorb it. So well, that's it. Yep. Mm. But oh, yeah. On, on the flip side, like, uh, we were talking to my son about, um, swearing because there's been a few, um, a few kids at school that, that have been using, you know, the F word and a few other things like that. Um, and so he actually said the other day, Oh, we, we don't say F words. And I said, Oh, fire truck. And he goes, Oh, that's an F word. I said, Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's certain F words that you, there's one in particular that you, that you're not supposed to say at school. And he goes, Oh yeah, there's, there's some kids at school that actually say it, but I never do. And it's like, okay. So I've never actually heard him say anything. The worst thing I've ever heard him say was crap. And even then, you know, it was sort of like, I just let it go. And he hasn't really repeated it since. It's not been something that he's really been interested in. It's just, you know, we've obviously taken a different approach, even though I do swear. Like, yeah. the house house is on fire when I'm around Ben or <laughs> when I'm- <laughs> I will say they do, even, even from us, they pick it up just from the context- and yep. then start to use it in context, which to my mind is okay as long as, you know, they're aware of people <laughs> around. But, 
you know, my, my four-year-old daughter was frustrated at something and she definitely just muttered under her breath, fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, I just find hilarious. I didn't say anything about it. It was just funny. Oh, that's funny. I find that most of the stuff happens in the car, to be honest. Like, if there's a lot mm-hmm. of swearing or it, a lot, if there is swearing, it's usually in the car. So, something will happen and, you know, someone obviously overtakes you or something like that and you usually blurt it out. And it's, you know, I think we've caught, I think we've caught Leah saying bloody idiot. Um, and it's, even, it's funny when like I've been in the car. It's not funny because I don't know what I'm doing. But it's it's when you're in the car and it happens. And even before you know, my wife says it, she says it, and you think that's when you know that's when Rachel and I look at each other and we're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's just, just a constant it reminder. Like they are always on they're as much as you think they're not taking yeah. in, you know, or they might be quiet or they might be in the other room. They 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 love it. They're like they can Absolutely. they can hear it. They will absorb it. Um, I got this thing mm. at the moment, and, I, and it annoys the crap out of Rach. But like, I just do it around the house. Like I um I've, I've uh, instilled it in my kids so much because I I randomly sing around the house, and you know I've been doing it for many times. And um I I go around like I'll, like I'll wait till the kids are in another room, and I'll just like start singing. I wanna be, and I hear one of the kids go, the very best. And like no one. Ever was, and I and like I would do the full song through the whole thing, and it just annoys the crap out of rage, and just little things like that. Yeah, you, know, you just be playful with the kids, you know. Yeah, um, I love all that stuff. It's so good. You find the joy. Yeah, I have yeah, a question. Absolutely. I have a question for you guys, and it kind of springboards out of that because I like as people may have figured out, I don't swear. And I definitely wouldn't in front of- So, you're of, the one. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't in front <laughs> of shit. Micah. <laughs> and I've even been like telling Hannah off for saying some things in front of him. Just I just want her to get into the good habit now. Yeah. What, what it is it's. a habit. Yeah. But then like- It is really. But then at the same time, I'm like watching um, or listening to podcasts that have swearing in them or I'm watching a movie or whatever it is and- that's happening with Micah in the room. So he's hearing it that way. And there's going to be a point where I have to actually stop my own consumption habits with him mm-hmm. around. And mm-hmm. that also applies mm-hmm. to video games because, you know, I've been playing since he's been born. I've been playing Resident Evil 2, been playing The Witcher 3. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Catherine and I'm playing Uncharted 4 at the moment again. And all these games are either super violent or creepy or they have stuff in them that would potentially give kid nightmares. So, when do you get to a point, (laughs) I'm guessing it's as they start to realize what's happening in the world around them, do you have to be more conscious of not only what you say, but what you're doing and what they're hearing? Yeah. Well, I mean, on my part, that's one of the major reasons I only do get to play after they go to bed. Uh, because yeah, like the vast majority of games that I play are not suitable for, for my kids. Um, as for when we started, I mean, my, you know, our youngest is seven months now. And I'd say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything on. I like, I, I caught myself because we had the TV on and, you know, if, if she's still awake when we're watching TV, we sort of generally have her facing away from it and mm-hmm. uh, she's not just sitting there watching it with us. But there was definitely a moment where I was like, Oh shit, I'm definitely going to make sure she's not going to see this <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, she's at the age where she obviously recognizes people and things and actions and what's going on around her. So, mm. uh, yeah, they're definitely, it, it definitely comes up quickly where you have to start being aware of that. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think you've always got to be mindful of it. Like, like one of the big things for us is 
you know, we're mindful about when we consume content and what content we consume. You know, obviously like when the kids are go down, that's this mom and dad time. That's when we can consume what we can consume sort of thing. But even like, but outside of that as well, you've got to be mindful that when they grow up, you know, they're going to go to schools where iPads and, and laptops are going to be right in front of them. And it's about, you know, I think the one thing that I've sort of learned in the short journey that I've been on as being a parent is that, um, yeah, you can police it and you, sh- and you should, you know, you've got to put boundaries around it. You know, you've got to put, you know, parental locks and whatever you can to, to, to avoid the, the eyes and ears of, of what they should not hear or see. But also you've got to be mindful that that's, they're not immune to it to the point there where someone, if it's not going to be them directly exposed to it, someone's going to show them something and, or someone, you know, indirectly is going to, they're mm. going to indirectly see something. And I think one of the things that we try and do, especially with Leah is just create this open communication that whatever she sees, you know, if she feels that she's seen something or she's exposed to something um, on like, a, you know, on the, on the iPad or something like that, that she feels isn't, Right. And that's something that you set in your household. That's something that, you know, the, mm. the principles and the values and day to day things that you build within your home and that every home is completely different. So it's things like that. Like if she sees something, you know, she's playing a game and she sees an ad pop up or she sees something, you know, someone's shown her something at school or something like that with regards to, um, I don't know, whether it's a TV show or, or someone said something to her. Like I feel that she's in a mindset now where she tells us and we have an open conversation about it because I'm mindful that as she grows older, it's only going to get increasing. And I just want that relationship where she knows that. And, and it's more, and it's important for us to instill that for Leah because she's the big sister for Lincoln. She's the big sister for Bo and she's got to look out for those two when, when, you know, when we're not. 24 seven on mm. to them as well. So we want to instill it to the top and we, you know, work our way down. But. You know, like I'm always in the mindset, like, you know, perfect parents. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. We all do the best, absolutely best we can. Do you know what I mean? We, we all have the best intentions for our kids. We, you know, as much as we want to give them everything, we just want them to be good, kind people at the end of the day. And I mean, that's my philosophy. So, um, I'm just mindful that, you know, have that open communication if you can instill that in your kids and, um, you know, just be mindful. You're never going to block everything out. They're going to get exposed to some things, but it's having, I guess, not the resilience, but, you know, just, that open communication talks so you can have the talk, you have honest conversations with them it's hard like you know sometimes mm. they approach you with you know having conversations you're like oh okay we're having this now you know having this conversation it's, it's small stuff i mean like seven four you know years of age you can use your imagination but um but yeah just that's my mindset on it anyway so don't over police it but you know just be mindful that if you don't catch something you know hey you can talk to us that's i mean yeah. that's that's my mm. thoughts anyway one, yeah, one no. of the things that um, you you touched on before was YouTube kids yeah. versus YouTube, and recently, like we've we've sort of made the switch over to YouTube kids because although things were fine for quite a while on the normal YouTube, um, there was just a couple of videos that that were popping up that were just a bit off. There was um, one in particular one them- for us, and I don't know if you're talking about the same one. But I even forget there was it. A, it was, that's there was a one. Super Mario one that came up oh, um, okay. recently, where like it was a live action sort of thing, and Luigi and Mario went to a party, and there was Toad, and <laughs> then all of a sudden Toad goes, "What's up, motherfuckers?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" Let's, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, let's yeah, there's some weird let's move to predatory another. stuff. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. yeah, but even like music, so, you'll have music playing in the car. Here's your top yeah. top ten or whatever in the charts, and all of a sudden, you know, they'll say a word, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, volume down, here we go," sort of thing. But yeah, like, and yeah. you, uh, that's why I say you're never gonna 
like as much as you want to block it, you're not going to block everything. So, I mean, I don't See, know. I don't listen to commercial radio, mm. so I'm usually <laughs> playing some sort of heavy metal in the car, and my son gets right into it. So, yeah. it, it my but kids it's, love it's it. None of the sort of stuff that is super violent or anything like that. It's, mm. You know, I listen to a lot of Black Sabbath, listen to a lot of Deep Purple, listen to a lot of Metallica or Megadeth, awesome. and. <laughs> My um, kids, my kids will complain if I put something that's kind of soft rock on, and they'll be like, "No, we want rock and roll." And it's like it's not heavy enough for them, and it may be because one of the earliest things I played to them was Slipknot. But you know, I'm not 100 sure. So no. it, it's really, really kind of cool when I'm playing Dream Theater in the car, and my son's going, "Yeah, why you need to play this sort of stuff more often?" It's like, "Yeah, <laughs> having him grow up quite well." <laughs> well, I think that. Does bring us to the end of tonight, though. Yeah, we could go and talking forever. This is the thing with oh. kids: there's endless opportunity, <laughs> endless stories, endless experiences. Yeah. yeah, all good fun, Jono. You're on the very yeah. early stage of a uh, very awesome, awesome, I am. yeah, challenging yeah. It's time. Exciting. It's, <laughs> it's an amazing it. journey. Um, I'd do it all over again 100%. if we had the money. <laughs> we don't We don't have the money, which is why we haven't had another kid. <laughs> I am doing it all over again. <laughs> yes. For the fourth time. Fourth time, I, wow. The, the, the fact that he went back after identical twins is just, and <laughs> like, it just blows my mind. <laughs> but well, Good on you. you know, yeah. Three wasn't enough. <laughs> we, we got another good one, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> They're all good ones. <laughs> Okay, so this episode could not be possible without the following people. Uh, so thanks to Aaron L., Andrew Natoli, Bex Zagas, Ben Smith, Colin Sparling, Dan Vumbaka, Jared Howard, Liam Hart, Logan Wilkinson, Nathan Tilly, Laurie, and Pete's. Yay. Nice one. Well done, guys. Thanks for your support. So thank you very much, guys. These are our Patreon supporters on the 8-Bit Patreon which is patreon.com slash we are 8-bit. So, let's do a quick plug around the table. So, Dane, you got anything to plug? Uh, so, not really. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I'm on the socials, dane.pv, um, or Dane PV, sorry. Should even know my handle. Um, and then I also do another <laughs> podcast uh, called Pushing Through Blue. So, it's a mental health awareness podcast. So, um, yeah, check that out if it's something of interest to yourself. Mm-hmm. Jono? Where to start? Uh, by the point that this has come out, I would have had another episode of Putting In Workout with a pretty high-profile actor in the video games industry. Uh, don't you, don't you, give it to the audience yet because <laughs> you never know what, it, it will have been what, out by now. Happen. But that's uh, that's fine. I won't give it away for for your for the su- sake of surprising you guys. But some people out there may have already listened to it. But anyway, that's the comedy rewind. It's ticking along. <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, recent episodes, uh, Austin Powers and Kindergarten Cop will be out by this point. And uh, what else? I guess If ever you want to ask back on it, yeah, we'd, no, we'd be happy to I join you. I will have you back. back. That's uh, and, and I haven't had Dane on yet, so no, Dane, we got to pop your share. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, uh, cool. Have you filled up the form? That's the thing. Ah, uh, that's the right. Okay, yeah. right. So yeah, fill form out. <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Maven Effect is my latest novel, of course. If you want to check that out, just hit me up on the socials at Johnny himself. And that's pretty much it. Now, bef- before we move on, I-, I hear that this is your last Maven Effect or your last Maven novel. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. It's a, it's a, 
What's the? It's uh, a two-part. What's, two-part what's series. the two version of a, a trilogy? A, a duology? A duology, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's not really a thing, is it? Yeah, um, it happens. But I, I, I need to actually hit you up and get get a couple of copies of of the two books because I really need to read them. Oh, definitely. How, are they in audiobook form? Uh, no, if, because if I, not, I, why not? Get on that. Get because on that it. would take me way too much time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, that is yeah. the one thing we're lacking. Well, when Mike is going to sleep, you just you read the story to him into a microphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. your hook. <laughs> then I have to edit out all the crying and you know, <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> and Ben, where can everyone find you and anything you'd like to plug? Uh, well, I'd like to plug our old podcast, Two Sorry Dads, <laughs> which is 32 episodes old, mm-hmm. finishing three years ago. No, our, our main one is Bitstorm that I do with Trevor. You may know him from this podcast you're listening to right now. It's a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy, nor game design, and we do random game generation and come up with cool stuff. Uh, and also go to podchaser.com to find more podcasts. Mm. He's only saying that because he is the chief technical officer of that pod- of that website. Yeah, go do it. It's good. It's a good, web- <laughs> it's a good website. <laughs> it is really good. And, of course, I'm Trevor Scott. Um, I'm also of Bitstorm, so yeah, don't need to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> if you can find me on the socials, Trev H. Scott on Twitter. And, yeah, that's the only place that I'll actually... You'll get a follow. <laughs> um, so, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Can I have a turn on the switch? Go ask your mum. <laughs>